we'll take a look at some sets. And jokes and stuff, we'll take a look at some sets. Yeah! And then we will discuss and talk and things on the joy of sets. Okay. the Joy of Sets podcast. You lucky bugger. The podcast where I, Carl Kazana, interview comedians about their old sets, notes and bygone material. Quite an animated intro there. I've had half a Peroni. In this episode, I'm joined by the fantastic Elaine Fellows. Elaine is a comedian that I've gigged with a fair bit in Brighton. She came and did our panel show that we put on Last Fringe uh, in Brighton. The panel show was called Proper Jobs. Put it on with uh, myself and fellow comics Freya McGee and Alex Mason. Uh, and it was really great. Her her particular show, I think her team won. And so the prize was that Elaine, uh, she had to give a line dancing lesson to the audience and then lead the audience out of the room in a sort of Pied Piper style whilst also flyering her own show, which I think shows the level of dexterity that Elaine has to be able to juggle three things all at once. So this is without question a great episode in this episode elaine and i talk a little bit about amongst other things i'm not going to tell you everything here because what would be the point uh we spoke about what it was like for elaine coming to stand up from an acting background we spoke about how she orders a set for a new material gig we discussed bits that have been removed from her set and why and at one point elaine turns the tables and started to interview me which i'll be honest i was prepared for those questions to a, to an embarrassing degree uh, but I think it's a really good episode we got a really good conversation out of it covered a lot of good stuff and had a lot of fun along the way there is a caveat coming which is at one point we well I got carried away I was having too much fun and then I suggested that as we go into the final section that that Elaine come up with a rap to introduce that section and it has been redacted to save our embarrassment or has it? You're just going to have to listen all the way to the end of the episode to see if you hear the rap in the episode. And so, without further ado, let's get into the conversation. I give to you Elaine Fellows. Elaine Julia Dreyfus Fellows, as I live and breathe, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. See, I told you you'd like, you'd like that bit. Loved it. I <laughs> remember it. You didn't even have to write it down. Well, I remembered that I'd thought of it already and then remembered about the thought. <laughs> good. Always good when you remember the thoughts you've already had. Yeah, I've, I've well, I mean, it doesn't happen often, but yeah. It's good. <laughs> but today. <laughs> um, so I, I'd like to start, if that's all right, Elaine, by um, mentioning that your work as a voiceover artist. Uh, yes, I do. So I was wondering, as a fan, so... <laughs> If you would mind, whilst we're recording this, just recording a quick little thing, maybe something like, uh, I don't know, off the top of my head, hi, my name's Elaine Fellows, and whenever I'm in the UK or a different country, I listen to The Joy of Sets with Carl Kazana. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Are you ready? Yeah. I might give you different motivations as well, sorry. As, as <laughs> <Okay>. well, <laughs> this one's just the first, like, just neutral, is this what we're, we're just yeah. saying? Yeah. First take. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hi, my name's Elaine Fellows, and whenever I'm in the UK or another country, 
I love to listen to The Joy of Sets by Carl Cosana. Very nice. Um, could you do it again, please? Uh, but as if you've... So halfway through, you've eaten a bit of satsuma, but it's not sweet enough. And you're like, oh, God, this satsuma's not sweet enough, but I want that to come across. <laughs> All right. God, a bit of mime as well. All right. <clears throat> Hi, my name's Elaine Fellows. And whenever I'm in the UK or, or another country, I am... Um, I love to listen to The Joy of Sets by Carl, with Carl Carzana. <laughs> nice. I, I like that. I What I like about that is if you don't know the direction, it just sounds like the idea of uh, The Joy of Sets. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I never want to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess we'll do one more if, uh, if, you, if you're up for that. Well, if I must, I am. I'm a professional, so. Um, so this one, you're uncontrollably angry. All right, yeah, all right, hold on. Let me uh, think about something that makes me real mad. All right. <clears throat> Hi, my name's Elaine Fellows, and whenever I'm in the UK or like some other country, I really like to listen to The Joy of Sets with Carl Kazana, I guess. I like the uh, the liberties with the script there as well. That was very good. <laughs> Just like, to, that was all improv, would you believe? I like I I don't know if I'd categorize it as uncontrollably angry, but like you you definitely sound miffed. <laughs> that's true. I I I now I've seem like someone that never gets angry. Like that's Elaine's limit of anger. Yeah. Slightly pissed off. To be fair, if anyone says to me, Carl, act angry, I'll go, ooh. <laughs> oh. Like uh, old man Simpson shake fist. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's my go-to. Thanks so much for that, Elaine. Um, don't be surprised if you hear those before the episode. Okay. Uh, on the uh, on the old. There will be an invoice coming your way. Just. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, happy to receive it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Elaine, are you ready for the first quiz of the podcast? I am. I'm excited as what this is going to be. So this is called the introduction quiz. There's a a cool bit of music that I've made for it which obviously I'll, I'll put into the podcast. It's the introduction quiz, introduction to the guest, fire a quiz. It's the introduction quiz, introduction to the guest, fire a quiz. Basically, what it is, I've, I've Googled you, and as an introduction, it's basically blankety-blank. I've Googled you, and I've taken bits of information about you, and I've taken out some of that information. You just have to fill in the blank about yourself. Okay. If it helps, I got this from a, a website called TARDIS.com. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. Are you familiar with? I am familiar, yes. Because for a moment, I was like, I was a bit worried maybe there's another Elaine Fellows, but there was a photo of you, so I'm confident oh, these are about you. Is it a nice picture? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Imagine if I, no. <laughs> no it looks horrible. Uh, I would have took, took your word for it. I trust you. Yeah, no, it's like a nice headshot, uh, you know. It's very nice of them to have added a picture as well. So okay, so the fact that you said added makes it me uh, makes it sound like well, it makes me think that you might have checked this. Uh, I have website seen it. Once or twice. Someone sent it to me when it first got put up because uh, my friend's a huge Doctor Who fan and thought it was very cool. Anyway, so this is about Doctor Who. Oh yeah, not the TV show. I'm uh, not. I wasn't on the the TV show. It's the um, they do like a long running. Is this ruining what the quiz is going to be? Um, potentially, but I think it's fine. <laughs> uh, it's like they do like a long running audio version the big finish do yeah like a long running audio series and i was a character in it uh well 
that actually is uh, leads us quite nicely into the first question oh, because okay. it is well, it's to do with character or characters. So right. uh, your first blanky blank style question is: Elaine Fellows voiced blank blank and blank in the Seventh Doctor. Well, one of them is incorrect. Hilariously, I actually did one <laughs> character. <laughs> but some I don't know who someone else voiced the other one and she's been just written out of this and I don't know why um but what was my character called I think was she oh was she called um Abigail or something like that close uh would do you want another girl should I should I reveal the answer oh go on reveal Elaine Fellows voiced Annabelle Price Annabelle, yes. and Sandy in the seventh doctor Oh, look, maybe I'm saying it's wrong. Maybe I did do both. <laughs> the character, are you going to ask who the character was? Uh, no, well, unless you want to. The only reason wanna... I'm saying maybe I did do both is the character was a, a girl who was uh, sort of possessed. So maybe I did do, It's maybe it's just me doing two different voices. <laughs> I can't really remember. It was fun though. Um, and so then on that website also, further down, there's a, a section called Career Highlights. <laughs> so we'll see if we'll see if you agree with these career highlights or not. Yeah. Um basically same rules apply. I've taken out a word and you just have to fill them in. I think there's five. So oh, five career highlights. That's generous. <laughs> I mean, I'm still waiting for the first one for me. So yeah, absolutely <laughs> smashing it alone. Um so the first one, Epidus Blank. Is it Rex? Correct, it's Rex. Yeah. Uh yeah. the second one, as you blanket. Like That's it. blank. It, yeah, correct, as you like it. Um, never heard of this one. The third one, A Midsummer Night's Blank. Dream. Correct. Uh, number four, Cup of Tea and a Blank. Uh, biscuit? Not not what I've got here, I'm afraid. Uh, cup of Tea and an Aspirin. Aspirin, oh, okay. Uh, and then the final one, the uh, Grafton Blank. Girls. Correct. Uh, you did quite well in that. I think that was. Do I win like a a washing machine or something? So what you've won is a uh, personalised message from Elaine Fellows <laughs> about the Joy of Sets podcast, <laughs> which is winging its way to you now. <laughs> I'm so excited! Thank you so much. I think so. I think uh, I've done a couple of these in person. I should maybe come up with some prizes for yeah, for the end. Definitely go for the sort of prices right vibe. You know, like. A full tea set, or um, what else did they used to win? Like a a really good Hoover. Yeah, although I, to be honest, I could do with a really good Hoover because ours is not like I don't have the budget or the nice things to just give from my flat. If you want, you're gonna have to play like everyone else. Someone's gonna have to write your career highlights. You're gonna have to guess them and see if you win the Hoover. That's only fair. I mean, yeah, that that is true. I think. There might be a bit of a delay on that. No, there's been some highlights, but no, I think there's. I have, <laughs> for the next uh, next one, I'll I'll write your highlights. So you can guess them. I reckon there's a good few. We're making a highlight right now as well, so yeah. that this will be in it. Cool. So we'll we'll jump into the second quiz later on. Uh, and now I'm going to start with the first proper question. Now that you're relaxed, you're relaxed now, aren't you? Really? Yes, yeah, <laughs> feel really chill. Yeah. Just you know that that's a that's a kind and easy way I do, I, I get into these sort of things. Um, <laughs> So the first question is, when you first started doing comedy, what style of comedy did you do and has it changed over the years? So I was thinking about this when you when you brought it up the other day. <laughs> I, um, I, I don't think I started 
with comedy, if that makes sense. Like, I think I, because um, I was an actor first, as, as you've just read the career highlights. Um, <laughs> so I think all I knew how to do was tell stories. So I think my original style of comedy was uh, lots of stories and little jokes, because I didn't know how to <laughs> tell a joke. Um, maybe I still don't. I'm not entirely sure, but, but well, I, think, I'd, I think I'd I disagree with that. But... <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, career highlight number six. Uh, <laughs> compliment. You could put that on a put it on a poster if you want. Yeah. Carl who? <laughs> <laughs> the podcast. Oh, um, that guy. <laughs> so yeah, I think I do similar now. I think I would say I'm sort of storytelling, observational comic. Is that everyone? I don't know. Well, I suppose uh, for what you're saying, it sounds like when you started, it was probably quite similar to what it is now, but with longer setups. So I guess. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they, they say like trim the fat, don't they? I think I just didn't know. I thought the more words, the better. Is that classic yeah. when you first do a gig? I don't know about you, but like the idea of doing five minutes seems like, oh God, it's forever. But then you actually get up and you often run out of time. Yeah. Because you haven't realised how long it actually takes to set things up sometimes. I totally agree. Like when you first start doing stand-up, and you're like, man, I'm never going to be able to like be entertaining for that amount of time. And then you progress a bit and you're like how did I ever get what I wanted to say into that amount of time like, exactly now when I'm asked like to do five minutes you know, like for competitions and things I find it so hard to get yeah. a type five it's so it's like a proper skill to get all your best stuff into five minutes I think I remember ages ago I did the um gong show in Manchester at the frog and bucket yeah which um obviously you know I think of gong shows that's probably the one of the nicer ones yeah but it's still you know, it's still a gong show. It's like, you know, oh, this is my nicest bully. Like, do you know what I mean? That's like... <laughs> sorry after. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, with that, I just realised because that is like, I think that's probably the only gig in recent-ish history that I think, wow, five minutes can feel like a long time. Yeah. Um, and with that, it's just like joke, joke, joke. Just remind them you're funny every thirty seconds. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, when you get into like fifteens, twenties, and all that, it's like actually there's a lot you can set up about you and your character and when you're into the meat of the set like jokes can take a bit longer I think to yeah, set up. it's true when you've got them for longer you can afford to sort of take them on a, a sort of longer journey or like have a longer setup for a bigger payoff hopefully yeah because they know more about you at that point whereas yeah. with a five like I know that's a luxury that you don't really have because you can't really get that across in that time yeah, five minutes is almost just a highlights reel of, yeah. <laughs> isn't it? It's not really the the meat of what you actually do on a day-to-day -day basis, I think. It's a good way of thinking of it. I'd like to do a gig where I'm like, and in at number five, it's... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good... Someone told me, and this is probably well known, but like, if you if you need to make the audience laugh in the first five seconds or ten seconds in, to be able to like succeed with them... And, I'd like can never get that out of my head now. I'm always like, God, I really hope they laugh in the next seven seconds. Yeah, just like start walking up to the stage in a funny way, like yeah. <laughs> all over on my way in, just to be sure. Yeah, yeah. I I do find like it's something I've spoken about a bit, I think, but that thing of always I'll do a bit of ad lib at the top to kind of establish that I'm a funny person before I do a joke. Yeah. Because I I part of me I I don't really mind if people don't like the material. I'd like them to like me and think yeah. that I'm funny. <laughs> yeah, at least they'd be like, what a nice young man. <laughs> yeah. Well, or like, you know, if a joke doesn't quite land, but you're kind of going like, well, it's okay because like, you know, I am funny. So I 
we're still gonna have a nice time it's just you didn't like that yeah. observation about colanders or whatever like <laughs> love that joke of yours <laughs> well it's i mean i am yeah directly referencing uh <laughs> gold material yeah. yeah so i think i don't think my um sort of style has changed too much it's yeah it's just perhaps got i've just got better at knowing what needs to be said and what doesn't need to be said i think i still am not 100 percent there but it's definitely better than it was i also think i used to be quite um like london centric in my material because that's where i started so right, a lot right. of my material was like maybe really funny to people that have li were living or have ever lived in london but then as soon as I stepped outside of London, I realised how unrelatable it was to anyone else and yeah. how little they cared about it. So that was also good to realise that actually there's a difference between... It's, it is good to have like um, place-specific jokes, I think, but you yeah. can't take them everywhere. You have to also have things that will mould to be, to be relatable to pretty much anyone and everyone. I think it's quite a common thing, isn't it, with... Like you say, if you start in London, that probably quite a few comics in London are like, everyone knows about London, it's a capital. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, but yeah, everyone knows about it. But then when you're in like Folkestone, do they care yeah. <laughs> about London? Yeah. And like, I'm Northern, really. Surprised, but um, <laughs> but like when I was going back to visit my mum and doing some gigs like around there, they, they just didn't care. They would, especially when, when they were like, but you sound like you're from here. So why are you talking? We don't care about how long you've sat on the tube for is it, is it um so I, I don't know if this is gonna be the wrong thing to say is it Manchester that you're from no I'm from Southport so south, like opposite Blackpool oh uh, okay I feel like you had told me that before and I, I probably could have just remembered that for, <laughs> for I think it gets confused with Stockport quite a lot which is basically yeah so. I think let's say that's what I did because yeah. uh, <laughs> um because it's quite a good scene in manchester uh like at the minute as well uh, yeah. so like did you move to london to start stand-up or i guess were you working as an actor in london and then start doing stand-up yeah i moved to london in 2012 to go to drama school but then i didn't start comedy till 2019 so i was there quite a while before i ventured into comedy yeah I guess as well, like if you come from that background of acting, you've already got a lot of the fundamentals of stand up performing, I guess, like behind you when you start. So I think probably I feel like a lot of actors when they start stand up kind of come in where somebody who's been going maybe like a couple of years just doing stand up would would probably be at that level, I guess. Yeah, I think it depends. Like, I mean, you are used to standing on a stage and like looking into people's eyes and lights <laughs> and things like just the yeah the basics of of being on a on a stage or like in a stage area but it was still terrifying I think the first gig I ever did I still was like I'm gonna be sick on the side of this stage <laughs> the comfort blanket of like someone else's words or a different even just a different name um, yeah. and like in theatre you've got the like the, the fourth wall so like comedy is all about just breaking that and it's a conversation and then you know theatres is a conversation but not verbal the audience aren't meant to say anything <laughs> yeah uh, I'd find it so terrifying because I really like that part of it that it is a conversation and the way that the audience have their part of the conversation is by laughing yeah and that makes it a dialogue so for me without that sense of rhythm like if I was doing a monologue I'd just go like, ah. <laughs> 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 um yeah I'd find it really difficult I think it's funny because you learn like you learn that it is it's still a conversation even if you're doing a monologue it's just 
non-verbal. I mean, obviously, like they can laugh if it's a funny monologue or cry or whatever, but there is still, yeah, it's hard to explain, but there is still like a, an energy with the audience. But yeah, it is very different. Well, I guess as well, that whole thing of you're going on with your thoughts and your your words as opposed to the rest of the time, it's some like you say, someone else's. Yeah, I, f- I feel comedy hurts more because <laughs> I don't like it. They you It's all yours. The words, the, the way you did it, the way you dressed, everything is yours. Whereas if someone doesn't like your acting, that still hurts, but it's probably someone else's words. Somebody else probably dressed you. You don't even have your own name. So you can sort of... Uh, feel slightly better on those levels but yeah comedy it's just it just feels like if they didn't like it they they just don't like you and that's it <laughs> i might start doing that for gigs i'd be like uh and my name is chester Blainbridge. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so when like in terms of putting a set together um how would you go about doing that and as a sub question to this question do you have um like a quick joke that you normally say at the beginning to get like elicit a laugh or do you like go in with ad-libbing and stuff like that? I, I have a, a a joke I always do at the beginning, which I think the entire Brighton circuit could probably do for me by now. Um, <laughs> unless I'm doing new material. I try not to start my like a new material set with it because uh, it's just good to know how good your new material really is. Yeah. Um, but yes, I... I but then, intro, I was just going to say, I always start with the with the same joke. But actually, when I was doing, I've just done a split bill in Edinburgh and I opened the show. And actually, I started every show there with ad lib because there's no MC. So yeah. it sort of felt necessary to do that. I think, yeah, usually if there's an MC, I have a, a go to joke that I would start my set with that I think is most likely to get a laugh. If it's a, a split bill or a solo show, maybe I'm more inclined to start with ad libbing. Well, I guess it's that thing of if it's like set up for you to go out and do a joke, then you can. It's yeah. like it's like the difference, isn't it, between like a new material and like a club gig? Mm-hmm. Like you know, the MC at a club gig is gonna like have set the room up perfectly, so you just go out and go. I'm yeah, Elaine. I am. Yeah. Dot dot dot. Yeah. Whereas like other times, maybe you need to kind of feel the room a bit more. Mm. Yeah. So, what was the other question? Oh, how do I put a set together? I. Uh... I don't know is the <laughs> the summary of this answer. I was thinking about it. I don't think that I I don't think that I write in any particular order. I mean in, I guess again with new material I do the, the age old sandwich. You know, <laughs> people tell you to do a, a new joke, an old joke, a new, no, sorry, an old joke, a new joke, an old joke. <laughs> um Although, the re- reverse sandwich of like <laughs> yeah. if I'm feeling brave I'll do an open sandwich so <laughs> but um but in a day but in actually just building new sets like building a 10 or building a 20 I don't sit and look at what I've already got and think what can I do that connects to this and now that I just said that out loud that sounds like a really good idea and I don't know why I'm <laughs> but I tend to seem to write in a way that I'll have an idea and if I or if I think something's funny I will just write about it, even if it's got nothing to do with something I've already, if even yeah. at the minute it doesn't look like it connects to something I already have. And then just try it, yeah, new material or or say it to friends or other comedians and be like, is this nonsense? And yeah. then if I can get it to work, then I'll look at, okay, where's the connection to the rest of my set? Does it connect? If it doesn't, why can I make it? Or does it have to be a completely different 10 or 
I think as well, though, like, because I've seen you a couple of times and I, I've never had the feeling of like, oh, none of this connects. Like it's all because it's all come from you and it's your worldview. So in a way, that is the thing. If you found something funny in a subject, that's the thing that connects it. Yeah. It's your sense of humour. I think I used to have, thinking back to the kind of material I started with, I used to think comedy had to have a, a massive through line. So I would spend a lot of time writing fluff to make two stories that probably are about completely different things somehow connect. And I, yeah, it's only in the last, probably this year that I've, yeah, what you just said, I've just started to realise that perhaps the connection is just, this is all about me. <laughs> things that revolve around me and that's, that's all that you need to know. Yeah, no, I really like that. It's like, oh, it is about me. <laughs> the me show. I, uh, I had this bit a while ago, which I, I I could always get the beginning and the end to work, but the middle was always like changing. But I might bring it back. And I quite liked it because it was nothing to do with anything that I spoke about at all leading up to it. And it was about uh, our washing machine. And I would just start it by going like, did my washing. And I just like the idea of like, apropos of nothing, just being like really proud that like, yeah. oh, by the way, I've done my chores. Like, there seems something like quite my persona about that, particularly yeah. like when I started. I kind of love when people just throw in random thoughts or like, <laughs> or, or anti-comedy, you know, when yeah. people say things that are objectively really not funny. But the less funny they are, the more funny they are. I feel like those acts as well, like their performance is always so good because yeah. if the performance wasn't backing it up and the joke is there's no joke, like essentially you've got no joke and no performance. <laughs> like yeah. it really has to like push it through. Yeah, you're right. It's it, it's just, um, how do you build a set? Has some, someone already asked you that? Have you already well, thanks, Elaine. No, uh, you'll be surprised to know that this is the seventh one I think I've recorded. You're the first to ask. So, well, uh, I am model guest apparently now. Well, actually, having said that, Simon Harriet might have oh, asked. That was all. Classic Simon, so friendly. God. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but thank, thanks for asking. Uh, I don't. I'm not prepared. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> shall we come back? <laughs> no, no, it's it's all good. I think for me it kind of depends because I feel like I've got kind of two different sets where one is like a bit looser and kind of more anecdotal and the other is like a bit more kind of tightly written and here are jokes about these things I tend to always have like a joke at the start even though it seems a bit redundant if I go out and do ad lib and then I'm like oh and now here's a joke recently I've been trying this thing where I know I'm the kind of act that does that I go out and get carried away and talk to people for too long to get into my set just to prove I'm like a nice funny guy yeah uh, so for that I've started doing a thing where if I feel it's going on for too long I'll just sort of break away and just say to somebody at the side of the like an audience member go oh by the way this is my set I just write jokes about this specific audience and right so like little lines like that and then sometimes I have like two bits which kind of follow on from each other and then beyond that I just kind of try and put stuff that's this is me and this is what I'm about at the beginning and then stuff where you need to know me and like me a bit <laughs> at the end to give it the best chance uh, and just try and make sure that the logic is there. I know this is your podcast now I'm interviewing you but uh, <laughs> do you like I've, I always like asking people this do you write your set out and like learn it like a script or do you have sort of bullet points and you know generally what you're going to say and then it comes out different every time and then write or or somewhere in between 
I'd, I'd say it probably comes out the same every time, but I'll I'll write like a shopping list of whatever the subjects are. Yeah. Um, but then recently I found that I think beforehand I would write things down, I'd type them up a lot more than I do now. And now I'll kind of, if I'm writing a new bit, I'll think about it. Like, it's a bit embarrassing, but I kind of like walk around my bedroom like I'm doing a gig. No, that's exactly the thing. Hold a pen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, li- I can't do it. I literally, I like, I hold like a, bo- a biro or a spoon. Also, sorry, my boyfriend's just come home. So if you can hear it, he's trying to be quiet, but is uh, oh. heavy footed. <laughs> yeah, no, my my partner came back in earlier and the door went. So I think there's a little bit of background. We're, we're all good, yeah. It's, uh, it's just, I, you, someone needs to do a podcast about how hard it is to be the part <laughs> of Eden, I think. You've always got to be creeping around because they're always talking on Zoom to people. Yeah, and then like, oh, I've got this idea for a bit. Oh, <laughs> this gig was great. Oh, this gig was shit. Like, yeah. it's just always... <laughs> always walking around with a spoon in my hand. <laughs> yeah. It got to the point where, like, I would... Uh, so my girlfriend's Julia. I would, like, say something to her in conversation. And I, it got to the point where I was trying stuff so regularly. She would just go, like, yeah, it might work. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I was just talking. <laughs> like, I don't care. Just for the love of God, tell someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go and do a gig. Yeah. Find out the, the normal yeah. way. But yeah, so our, our, we both walk around our bedrooms pretending we're doing gigs. And then our, if I'm doing a new bit, I'll get that to the point where the words are basically in order and maybe do it a couple of gigs before I write it down. Yeah. But it would always have a header of like, you know, colander, whatever the yeah, yeah, thing is about. Shopping list, bullet yeah. point vibe. Because I know and, some people fully write it out like a script and will learn it word for word, which I think... Um, suits some styles of comedy so well like if you're like a one-liner it has to be so perfect to make yeah. sense because uh, well, yeah, every every word is doing a job in yeah. those jokes like yeah I think as long as I know what the bit is about sometimes I might ad lib a thing and it makes it better yeah have you ever um, had a heckle that's then made its way into your set because it's actually really good or it's better than what you've written um not so much like a heckle or like maybe something I've said in response to it or something that I've ad-libbed once those are things I never write down because like you you then ad-lib it again like probably the only time I do any acting is when I like pretend that's the first time I've said that thing oh yeah you've got Uh, to do that though they want to an audience wants to believe they're like seeing the birth of it don't they well yeah no I totally agree um I did a gig the other night where I was emceeing and I brought a guy onto stage and I was like I did this thing where I went, oh, I was about to say, welcome to stage, a good friend of mine, but we've not had that conversation yet. And that was verbatim what I said at another gig about a month before, but it got a laugh then. So I was like, just do it the same again. Yeah. It's good when you find those little things. I really early on in my, in my comedy life, I, um, I think I was doing my first ever 10 or maybe my second ever 10 really early. And uh, a guy, I was, I was doing a story about my mum leaving me in Marks and Spencer's. And the punchline used to be uh, something about my mum carrying on shopping for ragu. It wasn't very good. Anyway, but a man interrupted what was going to be my punchline and heckled what is now my punchline for that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like two years later, that's what I used because it was so good. And at the time, I thought, am I allowed to take that? And then I was like, well, I mean... You know, he's not doing comedy, but it was just, he was a parent. Like the whole thing's about, you know, having a, being a parent and kids being difficult to keep hold of. And he just got involved in the story and was like, this is what I would be thinking I, in that moment. 
I would say as well, 100% you're all right to take that because he's not supposed to shout out. So he's broken the contract. Yeah. And like, if you if it's useful for you, then like 100%, I would, I would do the same. <laughs> he's going to listen to this podcast now and be like, I remember that and claim royalties off me, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, that will be £10, please. Yeah, I say the joke. <laughs> I've got this uh, thing at the minute, which it's kind of a stupid thing, but I quite like it as well, where at the beginning of my set, I talk about my zipper and my jacket. And I just say that, like, oh, yeah, I was there when you did that at the jailhouse. It's great. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. So that whole thing there, like when I do that recently, I've had a couple of bits where like maybe I've left too long a pause and someone's gone. Oh, that's not very The whole thing is like uh, for the listener, like wherever the zip is, that's how good I think the gig is going to be. And I always have it like quite low. And then this person was like, oh, that's not very high. And I like I had to sort of say something back. So I went, yeah, but you don't know the scoring system yet. And then that got a laugh. So now when that happens, that's like my go-to, like I'm pretending that I'm coming up with that in the moment, but it's just that it, once it was out, like improvised and now yeah. I do it every time, if that happens. like Yeah. But yeah, I like those little things that just come to you and then you pretend that they're just coming to you again. Like, like oh yeah, I just thought of this on the moment. I'm such a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so quick-witted. Like, yeah. I, I really like that about comedy, that it's one area where, you know, like afterwards you go, oh, that would be the perfect thing to say. It's one area where you can do that again because the situation is yeah. going to be the same. Yeah, that's so true. Although there are those like few golden moments where you think no one, no one's ever going to say that again. And I wish I'd thought of this at that moment, but you got to let them go. <laughs> true. Although I still, I feel like those still are at the back of your head because, you know, if, if ever it, the, all the planets aligned and everything, you know, the universe came together to make that happen again, you'd be like... Yeah yes this has happened <laughs> yeah excited for it yeah i imagine that moment will come and you'll just go <laughs> so elaine are you ready for quiz number two? Oh yes i heard the in my head i heard the who wants to be a millionaire in that moment well it's as tense as that but um very different in tone i'll tell you the name of the song what well, so there's a song that introduces this quiz and the name of the song is also all of the lyrics of the song and also what you have to do in the quiz. So if I just read this out, then you'll know what you need to do in this part of the quiz. Yeah. Cool. So this round is called, I'll give you several examples of randomly selected words or phrases. Your job is to come up with a joke or routine for that words or phrases. On the spot, the feeling's hot. In the air tonight, the feeling's hot. At the end, we'll make a set from them. At the end, we'll make a set from them. Okay? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you several examples of randomly selected words and phrases. Your job is to come up with a joke called routine for that words and phrases. On the spot, the feeling's hot. In the air tonight, the feeling's hot. At the end, we'll make a set from them. At the end, we'll make a set from them. Okay. Are you across what you need to do for the for the quiz? Uh, try and be funny on the spot. Correct. Yes. Uh, so going to be fun. Um, also, so yeah, I've got like five. Well, five or six. Um, I've also got punchlines written for them. So, you know, if if you need... Basically, you can kind of try and guess what I've done if you want or, you know, a little friendly uh, competition. Okay. Um, cool. So the first one is cooking. A joke or routine about cooking. Joke or routine about cooking. Uh, did you uh, hear about the guy who was um, a professional at making omelettes? I didn't know. Uh, it turns out he's excellent. 
Very good. Um, very good in that way of like, haha. <laughs> <laughs> in the way that your dad would definitely steal that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 100%. Although, uh, not, not a fan of humour, my dad. Uh, so... <laughs> No, it, it's to be fair, he probably would have loved that joke then because I think there was very little humour in it. <laughs> uh, so the one I came up with was, uh, I always cook a hearty broth after an argument. I guess I like to stew on it. Uh, acting is the next uh, is the next one. I mean, I should be should be good at this one, shouldn't I? Wow. I have nothing. I have nothing. It's, it's all right. We can, we can defer to, the, uh, to, to my one. Um, I got in a lot of trouble when I was in Edward Scissorhands. It's not my fault. The director kept yelling, cut. Swimming, on to swimming. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> when I wrote that, I was like, definitely tweetable. That is a very... Yeah, that, 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 that's getting 10 likes for sure. That's Yeah, not all from my mum. So. <laughs> I said 10 because I'm really bad on Twitter. I'm lucky if I get one like. Maybe, are you, oh. are you a Twitter success? No, like two or three is like, oh my god, it's gone viral. <laughs> Famous now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, firmly in that camp as well. So yeah, swimming is the next uh swimming. Joke. Um Okay. I mean, how road can you go? Can, can does it have to be do I have to use the word swimming? Or can I just no, no. things that swim? Yeah, no, that's fine. All right. This is not improv, but <laughs> um do you think uh fish that get fished and put back are like people that say they've been abducted by aliens. Yes. Yeah. That's just a joke I use. Um, so uh, when you said when you said that as well, I was like, oh, I feel, feel bad that you're going to burn one of your. Uh... Oh, please, everyone, have that joke. Please come to my show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the one I came up with was. I got in a lot of trouble when I went swimming. It's not my fault. The instructor kept yelling breaststroke. <laughs> I love that every scenario you're getting in trouble. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I got on a bit of a theme with the uh, Okay, well, now I know where we're going. So I feel like the next one, maybe I'll just try and, try and go for like getting in trouble vibes. The, I, I think you'd do well to follow that instinct, okay. if you're honest. So next one is running. <laughs> or athletics, if, if you will. Athletics. Uh... Right, well, I got in trouble the last time. <laughs> it's, go, it's good so far, Elaine. It's... <laughs> the last time I, um, I went on a run. It, it's, it's not my fault. The Who teaches running? The, the, the coach? Yeah. Uh, actually, no, scrap that. I know this isn't your answer, but I've got one. <laughs> yeah, go for it. All right. What do you call a man running behind a bus? Uh, I don't know. What do you call a man running behind a bus? Late. Very good. That's classic. Yeah, it's classic. That's my sister's favorite joke. Uh, is is your sister younger or older than you? Older, and just uh, loves all of those terrible, terrible jokes. Because I was gonna say like, oh, oh, that's nice. Are they? Like, no, no, she's thirty. So the one I got for that was I got in a lot of trouble when I was a runner for defecating on the track. It's not my fault. The coach kept yelling, "Go." Not a strong one. Um, no, <laughs> it's a real strong theme you've got going on. Well, thank you. I mean, this is this. I think this is why this is uh, such a popular quiz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the next one's Shakespeare. There's always one about Shakespeare. Just all um, the There's always one about Shakespeare. Yeah, every, every time there's a there's a Shakespeare one. I uh, oh, I've I've decided that I'm not gonna 
I'm not going to loan out my pork anymore. I just can't keep being a Hamlet. Genuinely, very, like, when you said that, I was like, when you mentioned pork, I was like, this is going somewhere good. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I'd quite like to use that in a future episode because oh, there's yeah. always one about Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, I myself for all the other really bad ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean... There's no, there's no need for redemption here because I mean the the point of it is um, that we're that they're terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your, uh, what were you in trouble for with Shakespeare? Oh, so that was the end of the getting in trouble ones. This one is my mate's a real sleazeball. Can you believe he told me to go see a Midsummer Night's Dream because there was a fantastic bottom in it? Nice, very good. A little like, bit of acting for you at the end there as well, though. Yeah, the the. I mean, are you, do you put out a video of the podcast as well? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. The listener. That's just for you, Elaine. Shake of the head. Really convincing. The old shake and sigh. Friend. <laughs> um, I've got one more. A bit of a caveat to this. It doesn't, um, so it doesn't cast actors in a, in a good light. Now, if you'd, if you'd rather... No, it's we go... people, don't worry. Do what, sorry? We're all terrible people, don't worry. Well, as our comedian, so you're doubly bad. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I think you're awful. <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, should we do the last actor joke? Yeah, go on. Uh, so, the last uh, subject is cinema. Oh. Um. Did you get in trouble in this one? No, no. That was that was a a, a riff that I am um, exhausted in the middle. Okay. My uh, my friend was trying to sneak out the house to watch the new Jordan Peele movie. Uh, but I thought I'd better Warner Brothers. Very but, good misdirection as well, because I thought you were going to say, they said to me, do you want to go? And I said, nope. Oh. But you, you completely, yeah. I just, like, no, it was my skill as a comedian just completely misdirect you. You subverted the expectation. As I mean, compared to what I've done, it's... Head and shoulders above. Oh, I, I, no, go on, please. I want to hear. Uh, so, like I say, no, no offence to any actors. Um, uh, here it is. Don't you just hate those people who talk all the way through a film at cinema? You know, actors. <laughs> That's good. I like that one. I, I mean, quietly, quietly pleased with myself, if yeah. I'm honest. I think, I, as an actual joke, I think it is one. Yeah. I think <laughs> uh, well... Elaine Fellows, thanks so much for playing. I'll give you several examples of randomly selected words or phrases. Your job is to come up with a joke or routine for that words or phrases. On the spot, the feeling's hot. In the air tonight, the feeling's hot. At the end, we'll make a set from them. At the end, we'll make a set from them. Okay. How did you come up with that name? Amazing. I, I just, I thought, keep it keep it short, keep it pithy. Um, <laughs> I've just realised as well, in the last few recordings, we haven't made a set from them at the end. But um, I what I'll do is I'll email you those jokes and you can do them in a five at new material night if you like oh, yeah next week uh, I'll just do that yeah you just let me know how it goes I and, think uh, some of them will go down quite well that last one I mean you know I think hilariously the joke that I took for my actual set is the worst of the bunch and that really this was a good writing session for me actually so thank you well I, I would actually disagree because I think that is actually the best joke but it is it's a bit of stand-up rather than do you want to hear a joke do you know what I mean it's like but an actual bit of stand-up like that is good and these are you know the, the point of these is that they're bad I feel better yeah that helped so Elaine we're careering into the final part of the podcast um which is I don't think this bit has a theme tune so I might 
Well, do you want to make up a theme tune now? I appreciate I'm kind of taking advantage of your voiceover skills. Not sure I'd be the best to make your theme tune, but I could have a go. I, okay, well, I mean, uh, you could rap it if you want, whatever you're more comfortable with. Oh, yeah, with. I do Just... look like a strong rapper. I <laughs> strong rap, you're right. <laughs> if there's uh, one yeah. thing people would say about Elaine Fellows, is that she could bloody rap. I, I, when I was talking to people, I was like, I need somebody who can talk about comedy and also do an improvised rap. Elaine, straight away. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> <me>, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so if you just want to spit a couple of bars, uh, the the <laughs> the final section is um, what you've bought to talk about. So, you know, just something like, yo, check it out. We're going to talk about some stuff. Well, you know, you, you're you the rapper. Yeah, go on, you're on a roll there. No, no, come on. Uh, you, you're sweet called? to say. The section is called. Um, it, it doesn't really have a name currently, so we're sort of making it up now. It's um, what show and tell is essentially what it is. So, okay, all right. Okay. Do you want to give me a beat? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, so I'll do some beatboxing for you. <clears throat> <laughs> this has definitely come across well. I, do, I think this is going to end your podcast. This rap this has rap been, has redacted. been redacted. Um, My boyfriend's in the other room and I know for a fact that he's probably <laughs> divorcing me right now. He's probably writing me a goodbye note. <laughs> like, I've, I can't I've... be with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like your rap was good. I just, you know... Um, I, I regret pushing the idea, but no. You can edit it out. Should we edit it? Out? Should we edit that bit out? Maybe we should edit yeah. it out. Well, let, I'll, I'll record an extra thing just as, as safety. Okay. So, Elaine, thanks so much for playing that last game. Let's uh, let's uh, head into the final section, which is called something like show and tell. Uh, yeah. So, Elaine, what have you uh, brought along for us to have a look at and discuss? Um, so, I brought along. Uh, a couple of bits that are no longer in my set uh, that I that for either, either kind of worked or just I could never get fully to work or that I just think are not that good, really, that they were just early. Well, I think one thing that comes up quite a lot is that and something that I think is even if I take something out of my set, it doesn't mean it's gone. It's just like it's not in it at the minute, but I might come back to it and yeah. change things around, edit it, like... I think the longer that you do comedy, you find that there's um, often overlaps of ideas as well. So there's certain subjects that are talked about much more than others. And yeah. so unless you've got something really like unique, then it's it's definitely worth saying. But if you're saying something that's sort of forgettable, then I, I'm trying to take those bits out of my set now until I can maybe yeah think about a different angle or make them stronger. I think it's a good instinct as well because then you're always progressing and um making yourself different to other people yeah like uh, you're avoiding comparison i guess yeah i was gonna say as well something that i heard celia Paquale say a while ago uh was when she can't think of anything to write she'll look at a bit and then think what's the next logical step on from that bit so i always kind of think if i take a bit out it might not be that that bit goes back in but it might I might use it for that. It might then get me onto thinking, oh, well, the next logical step after that is this. And then that's a bit that might go back in my set. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I've had times where I've stuck with a bit for a really long time trying to make it work and it never does. But then something else has come out of that bit that works the first time. Yeah. <laughs> working and you're like, oh, God, that was just. And then you, so then the bit before it can go in, in replacement of the better bit. The, the more I say bit, the less it seems to make sense. Uh, <laughs> no, it definitely makes sense. I think you're more excited to try that. So then that, yeah, you know, true. 
yeah, sometimes it's just nice to have. I found this um, coming back. I, <laughs> I said uh, at my gig on Monday, everyone told me that when I come back from Edinburgh, I'll be a better comic. But I think I've um, defied logic and somehow come back worse. <laughs> and uh, another comedian has been going a lot longer said, no, no, you're just bored of your material. <laughs> yeah. Hey, or you should just uh, go to a new material night and just say five minutes of nonsense and have fun again. That's such good advice. Yeah, it sounds good. Um, and I think, I think they're right. So is the vibe of this that I tell you what the bit was or what, 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 what normally happens? Um, I mean, as much as you want to divulge about it I guess like I think why I thought it would be interesting to look at stuff that's come out is because there's like I say different reasons for things coming out and then it's basically that person isn't burning material from yeah. stuff that's in their current set so yeah as much as you want to talk about well the bit that I that I wrote down when I was first thinking about this the first bit I wrote down was I um so my name is Elaine and uh, <laughs> Hi, Elaine. Is like, uh which is like quite an you know sort of old-fashioned name now and so I have a whole bit about being in a lane and it not being what people expect and things. And um, in when I first started, as I was saying, like I just sort of told stories and they didn't always have a punchline or a point. And one of the stories that I told was uh, something when I, I went to this local restaurant with my family and I thought the waiter was hitting on me. Like, because he was paying me loads of attention. So I was there with just my... kept bringing me food. Like, yeah, like just, just get over it. <laughs> like, asking me what I wanted. Like, <laughs> really crazy things. But um, yeah, I was with my mum and my dad and my two brothers and my sister. And he was, like, really doting on me. Like, he put... I mean, now you've said it, it does sound like you're just doing weight. <laughs> yeah. My napkin on my leg. And he, he was, when it was an Indian restaurant and all the curry and stuff came and he like spooned my rice out for me, but he didn't do anyone else's rice. And he was just, um, even my mum was like, I think the waiter likes you. And then when we came to leave, um, we was, we were sort of walking past where the, the sort of till bit is. And the guy was like, oh, wait. And I thought he was going to ask for my number. And instead he was like, um <laughs> have one of these I forgot to give you one uh, uh it's just for you and he gave me a chupa chup <laughs> so I basically wrote this bit in the idea that uh I always get told I look really young but I've got a very old name so I try and make jokes about the sort of juxtaposition of that so I've for ages tried to get this story to sort of work in a vein of like I thought this grown man fancied me but he was just babysitting me so he was because <laughs> he thought I couldn't um and yeah, and I just couldn't, for some reason, I think it's because it's a long setup. I can't, I could never work out how to condense it to small enough. Or maybe it's just not a strong enough idea. It's just one of those things that was funny at the time, but it's not funny later on. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think like how you described it then was really funny. Like it made me laugh when you told it to me then. Like I can't imagine why that wouldn't work because it's got all the right ingredients as well. It's like expectation versus reality. Like the right turn is good at the end because all the way through you're kind of leading the audience to believe like this person does fancy you and then it's just that like he thought you were like a lot maybe like the idea that he thought you were younger maybe that would make potentially make an audience uncomfortable but it's so like cartoon that I don't think well that would be the case. I wonder if I did ruin it for myself because I also then used to do a bit about it being legal to fancy me <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, a good they, making them too uncomfortable in that um yeah, do they just I wonder if it's just funny because the first thing you said was like uh, about the waiter doing waiter type things for me. So maybe the 
the joke is actually more that he is just doing waiter things. Yeah, and then it's you who's kind of putting this yeah. expectation on it. Like, yeah, that thing of like, like he said, um, asking me what I wanted, that's a really good line because it's like that would work in a relationship as well as at a restaurant. Yeah, I never said that before. Did we just write a joke by accident? I feel like we might have. Might have. That whole quiz, I feel like we'll sack all that <laughs> off. Yeah, is that... Can we... So are we a double act now? Is that what I, happened? I, I, yeah, I think I think we should recreate that scene. I come out. Obviously, I'm not going to do an accent. Like, oh please, you know. the rap was bad enough. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you edited it out, people wonder what that was. But you'll never know. It's it's dead. <laughs> it'll it'll be like if I ever get a Patreon or something like that. If I set that up, uh, I'll okay. reveal the rap. I'll <laughs> be like top tier rewards. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think I think that's great. Like, so did you say you so you'd written a like a routine around that and then it didn't work so you brought, uh, brought it back out again i used i used to do it in so in like a in, as part of the series of um my name is elaine and that's not what people expect and, and and sort of what you expect from the name elaine versus what i actually look like and then how that translates to everyday life and i just um it might have been that there was too many examples of that maybe that it was just asking an audience to sort of be with me for too long on that subject because maybe this is just a weaker example. Because I still have sort of a version of that in my current set now. And uh, examples of, like, quicker, shorter, less um, fluff examples of yeah. how that translates to everyday life. So, yeah, it might just... Maybe it was more where it was in the set. Because also, I think the whole thing about your name being Elaine and that not matching up to your appearance. It, yeah, maybe that's part of another bit. Because with this, you could get into it in so many different ways, even just being like, I went to the uh, to a restaurant with my family. I don't, you don't really need to have that caveat, I guess, of like, because you're giving away the punchline then as well by yeah. saying like, actually, it was just that he thought I was like the minor <laughs> of the group. Um, yeah, I think that goes back to, because this is this is from very first set or maybe even second, second right of a set. So I think oh, I'm still in the mode of like, everything has to connect. Everything has to be relate to the thing you've just said. And you have to make it super obvious to an audience. Whereas now I think, oh, you can trust an audience to actually build some of it for you. And actually they want to. They don't want to be told what to think all of the time. They want to build their own series of events a little bit. That's such a good point as well, because like I've really gets kind of people on board a bit more, like they lean in a bit, even just leaving like more of a pause, like building the tension a bit more. Yeah. And yeah, like you say, you can just trust people to kind of go with it and be on board because you're the one there telling them stuff. I think it's, um, I was definitely, and still am to a degree, like scared of silence on stage. Like I, I still have to sort of train myself now to not just start as soon as the laugh starts to like start again. Cause I mean, sometimes yeah. you do that, but sometimes the use of silence is really great and funny and powerful. I, I feel the same. Like, I think when you start, you're like, I have to fill every single second of this. Yeah. And then you realise actually they're filling some of it as well with the response. Yeah, that's what we were um, saying. It's a conversation. You've got to leave space for the other half to to do something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, like, I think realising as well that, like, the time on stage for you feels a lot quicker than it actually... Like, I've watched videos back and I'm like, yeah, I left a really long pause there and it's like that. <laughs> it's like one <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, just that thing of, like, I, don't, I can't remember who said it, but, like, 
the idea that be slower like obnoxiously slow like slower than you think you need to be mm. um I guess it depends on your persona as well and your like um like your act because it's not going to work for everyone but yeah just that thing of like I, I guess like building more tension through it yeah yeah um but yeah I think that sounds good like my second gig I was not like <laughs> doing anything like that <laughs> I don't even I think this was just my like second attempt because for a long time I just did the same five without even looking at it do you know I like I didn't really understand that it would be a good idea to record yourself <laughs> and then go back and rewrite things yeah. um so this sort of came from me I think probably a few more gigs in being like oh people look at their set and change things sometimes or <laughs> he's around <laughs> seems obvious now but when you set out like nobody knows what they're doing really do they just go and hope it goes well I suppose like yeah hope for the best I still do that now <laughs> yeah same. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah is there anything that you would like to plug in this final section uh yeah there is M- me and Ellie Shaw we are doing our Edinburgh show again uh one time only <laughs> in <laughs> the Electric Arcade in Brighton it's on the 14th of October so Friday nice. at 8 30 p.m and I believe you can get tickets from Eventatron. Is that what it's called? Uh, that's the one that they use for the Brighton Fringe, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'll probably plug it on my Instagram stuff multiple times. Uh, so it's half an hour of Ellie doing clowning and uh, character comedy and half an hour of me doing hopefully slightly better jokes than what I came up with in the <laughs> round. I'll, I'll put a laughter track on that uh, second oh, quiz so you don't need to worry. <laughs> Um, and what's your like social media handles and stuff? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at Elaine Fellows. There's only one. Uh, <laughs> Fellows without an E on the end. It's just WS. Um, and then Twitter, I'm at Elaine Fellows underscore. But I truly am a, a person who gets one like on Twitter. <laughs> Probably not worth going there. Amazing. Cool. Um, well, that I was about to say, like, I wonder if I've got anything to plug, but it would be this podcast. So I don't. Come on, plug, plug your podcast, Carl. So if you if you uh, if you happen to listen to this, I actually do a podcast. It's called The Joy of Sets. That's pretty good. <laughs> Who, what kind of guests do you have? Well, we had uh, Elaine Fellows on. Whenever she's in the UK, she listens. Oh um, my god, <laughs> she sounds great. Love her. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a good. The you know that she did a rap. She insisted on doing a rap, and that was um, weird. But other than that, yeah, well, you know, the she is. I've heard she's problematic at times. She she just loves rapping. That, you know, know, when you book a lane, <laughs> that's what you're booking. You're booking a comedian, a comedian rapper. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> that's what my reputation's gonna be now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. So. Uh, Elaine Fellows, thank you very much. The end. Thank you. That is the end. 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 We've all had fun. I'd like to thank you for listening along. Share this app with your nearest and dear. I'd like to thank my guest. Insert name here. We'll be back another one soon in the meantime leave us a review only if it is five stars or above i think you'll agree five isn't enough like and subscribe that would be the best see you again on the joy of set was that a disc rap yes okay great you've got to go in with a disc otherwise you're just a man go you know
My name's Elaine and this is my rap. We're going to talk about this and that. To sit with a tea, I hope you're well. This section is called Show and Tell. Terrible on both parts. Uh, <laughs> no, you were good.